0: And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty. Disclaimer over, let's get to it. This week, hopefully not this month, on All About Portable NFTs, we're talking about pawn shops might be the killer use case for NFTs. Mm-hmm right. We finally found it. The
1: pawn I hadn't, shop had not thought about it that way. Nice.
0: Yeah, that's that's where my head went when you brought that to me. But we'll get into that a bit later. How's it going, Andrew?
1: Going well. Yeah, you know, I think we think like we took one week off. We're back at it now. Um, you know, I think we may have disappointed a couple of fans when we first released our last episode. But we're no <laughs> just testing you, making sure you were saying Every
0: right now and then I'm just going to release a blank and see if anybody says anything. I mean, you know. You don't, you don't become one of the longest-running NFT podcasts by posting blanks, so sorry about that. I mean, maybe you do. You, <laughs> you just know, keep posting blanks. You're like, sure. <laughs> just, just fact-checking. Actually, no, you could just keep releasing <laughs> blank uh, MP3s. Uh,
1: yeah, fair. Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, well, why don't we get into our news before we uh, talk about our headline much and let's yeah. know, talk about any uh, wallet activity first, George.
0: No, I'm still I'm still loaning those uh those ponies out. I think I got fifty ponies. Someone's running them somewhere, making my my smooth twenty to fifty bucks maybe every week, depending on what the price of crypto is. Uh, it's uh, you know, we're seeing signs of life, I think, overall at a high level, right? Like over the past 30 days. We're, you know, it's still a little sleepy overall. Ethereum sales down fifteen percent. Um, we're getting some more information right like on how much wash trading is going on so over the past 30 days just to give you that context a bit more you know we're seeing like uh 500 million in wash trading and only 385 million in active sales on on ethereum so i feel like some of the new stats are going to give us a better apples to apples understanding of what is actually going on for transactions with um you know, this data from CryptoSlam that separates sales and wash trading. We're also seeing some stuff out of uh, the Mythos chain and some of the gaming work they're doing. We haven't been able to figure out everything going on there, but there's a little activity that uh, we kind of have our eye on. But uh, what is, uh, what's going on in the news?
1: All right. Yeah, getting into the news, getting over my uh, connection issues here. But, man, we've got some big news from the SEC this week. is <laughs> maybe directly uh, NFT related, but the SEC has sued. So it's claim-based and uh, Binance, um, of course, this, you know, this is related for every crypto industry is somewhat related. So it has uh, had an effect of maybe equivalents in NFT sales a bit. I uh, definitely, yes, people are concerned about uh, what may come here. But to be honest, I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of clarity for, for quite some time. This is probably a whole a year type of, of lawsuit uh, that that will uh, form from this
0: yeah, I think what was interesting is the uh the initial sort of back and forth on it i mean is going to eventually hopefully lead to increased uh you know increased transparency and the actual rules that they've been looking for, and it's not like all crypto it is you know certain ones that are deemed the you know how we tested and pass it and securities there so uh, I think this is going to be a net positive. Uh, it, I think it also helps that, you know, they seem to be looking at what they're calling the Hinman documents, which was the previously <laughs> stated thing that's sure that the, many of the SEC officials weighed in on the speech. And actually, um, they, they felt like it gave previous market guidance that's now being retraced. So uh, judges may not be as favorable to the SEC sort of flip-flopping um, going forward. But who knows, right? Like, we're we're rooting for not making everything illegal and transparency. This may be a good step toward it, although in the short term,
1: yikes. All right. Well, uh, moving on to our, our next article here, our next headline. We've got a uh, story that Pay, uh, No, maybe this isn't news, but Moopay gave Hollywood celebrities board apes to promote uh, the Moopay platform itself. So this is a platform that the wire... Uh, Acquire NFTs on behalf, or supposedly on behalf of, of celebrities looking to acquire them. It looks like they were actually doing that uh, without uh, maybe checking with the uh, celebrity first, just buying them and then gifting them to the celebrities to promote their platform. Um, I believe that the uh, the CEO has also come out recently as uh, as having bought a twenty plus million dollar mansion at the uh, sort of height of the crypto market. Uh, so you know it's not a great look for Moon Pay here, but no real surprise, I'd say, that the intention here to be board Ape uh, entered the team mid to be asko. <laughs>
0: I think we literally talked about this in terms of, you know, during that hype cycle of what it would take and if celebrities were called out for doing this. And that's exactly what a class action lawsuit filed in late 2022 did, right? That celebrities promoted board Apes and Moon Pay on social media. Without disclosing the financial interests that they they had, and so they're accusing actually these celebrities of cons, you know conspiring to do this with MoonPay uh, and Board Ape's creator Yuga Labs to inflate those values as they you know promoted on social. So uh, you know Shack we saw the other week got got served in the uh, crypto dome, and there may be more people that are are called out for basically promoting uh, assets without disclosing that they're being paid. Don't do
1: that. <laughs> absolutely. Man, okay. speaking of other bad actors of the space, the three, C, uh, it's three, it's the three, <the> 3 arrows <laughs> capital. Uh, they are back in headlines here, but this one actually, it's pretty pricey. So they've had some of NFTs sold on, recently. Right? This one is the, the goose. Um, uh, this was a, from the ringer's collection from Dmitry Cherniak an early. Arf clocks collection. This was a key uh, NFT that sold for let's see, I think it was 5.9 million uh when three C bought it, you know, the insane price, and it actually sold for almost that price Uh just recently at Sotheby's went for 5.4. Although that was pre fees. Uh, there are fees on top of Sotheby's auctions. So with the uh, with the fees, it actually is let's see, I believe it was a little over the uh, original sale phrase that three uh, AC adds. So man, this is this is impressive. There are a lot of estimates coming in around two to three million. Uh but yeah the total is the total is yes, actually over six point two million with those fees. A uh, very impressive sum here.
0: Yes. Uh, I love it. I think, you know, it's pretty impressive just looking at art as a store of value, everything else being equal, um, you know, Dimitri Cherniak being like, all right, no, this is still, you know, the market's still willing to value this, uh, especially given that, like, you know, August of 2021 was pretty hot. <laughs> so I think that's impressive.
1: Yeah, very surprised me that it went for that much. Uh, speaking of the hardest, Jennifer Virtus, uh, especially we've got Jennifer Virtus, Emily, she, um, she has created, I think I'm saying that she, because the s i x i e I'm um, no, probably not saying exactly right, but anyway, she's created no a series way. of 100 NFTs. Um, uh, for this is for LACMA. I think this is pretty cool. LACMA has, nice. uh, uh, Los Angeles. Um uh, oh, let's see. Uh, what's the C? Contemporary. <laughs> contemporary um, modern art, uh, I could make something up. I'm gonna go with something like that. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I know more, more as LACMA, but I know they have, they have been exploring NFTs. So they are doing, the, uh, let's see. It's 100. NFTs based on a one hundred year old quilt in their collection. Uh, great to see that they are experimenting with uh, with NFTs and with generative art specifically. Uh, she has up uh, in part. I know of a a uh, bright moments collection, I believe was part of the Mexico City collection in the past. Um, I'm, uh, he's very uh, curious to see uh, with, see what, see what people think of this once it has come out
0: yeah it's interesting to watch the various ways that nftr can move uh previous things like you know basically we're talking about uh, weaving and quilting art into the digital realm and you can see it and clearly a lot of the uh the influence that kind of comes through so i think you need a a new medium in terms of what you're sampling from a known artist, and then there's like so much more to to pull the thread on pun intended. I just like to chalk up those dad
1: jokes as we go along. If you're really going to get you know. there,
0: you got to put in the work, man.
1: All right, we got more NFT. are we got ocious. Man, he's one of our one of the three A NFT picks of those big artist in this space. pick of the oh, year.
0: Man. Easily artist pick of the year. Uh full disclosure, yeah. we both own paint and other drops from him because it seems like a good idea. This is definitely not financial advice.
1: Pick of the yeah. year. So, so this <laughs> and coming out with with an uh with art shoe. I'm sorry, with Adidas real life sneakers. Not Adidas NFT. these are real these are Adidas. real life seekers. These look like uh look like some of the sneakers you have seen in his NFTs. I think this is really cool. At um, some seen this period. you know, some of his party parties, he's had uh, uh, blank merchandise on um, there for painting. Um, but this, you know, brings it to kind of a different level about uh, Adidas actually making this thing through. First, we've seen Adidas get involved in NFTs already. Uh, very cool to see them collaborate with FIO here.
0: Oh, yeah, I love it. So I think you have to actually burn uh, the digital asset to get uh, this sent to you. So that's a, that's a tough one. I'm yeah. not a sneakerhead, and I would just end up wearing them, or my children would destroy them. But I would, I like, I want that shoe. Actually, what is the collector? The tree foil flowers, tree foil flowers. Um, we'll get you a pair of these, I guess.
1: Yeah. So if you are a holder of a pay drop, uh, let's see, a couple others, you can get them at a discounted discounted price of point two e first. That's About three fifty. Three fifty for a pair of sneakers. Hmm. Um, They're cool yeah, looking. If, I've
0: done dumber things, like, but if that's the rubric <laughs> I'm using, then uh, uh,
1: yeah, I'm not going to you know, be
0: affor- <laughs> affording very much. They're cool looking. I anyway, it.
1: cool collection. I think it's a great, great thing for few to kind of branch out, <laughs> do something new, get out to new people.
0: Well, the oh, other man. thing is, it, it's like look at how Adidas is going to try to follow what Nike has already done crushing it as a brand in the space. I know ID just did have a previous drop, but they've been quiet for a bit. So this could be the way of like going the, you know, the artist route rather than going the PFP route of saying like, oh, let's get, you know, who is put a different way. Our Michael Jordan of artistic NFTs. It's a stretch, but it, it, I'm watching. And like, well, if we start to see a pattern or not,
1: all right, now you want to tear something, some more ridiculous. We've got a lot selling <laughs> NFTs but for $41,000 and they can't be resold. They cannot be <laughs> said, these are a ticket so that you can continue to buy more. These are treasure trunks. It's, uh, you know, I mean, we, at least I've said it for a while that I think that luxury brands are one of the best, com- some of the best companies <laughs> to be selling NFTs. It's mm-hmm. literally selling nothing. You're selling, you're selling a brand. You're selling is status. You're selling, you're selling nothing. Access, the they're whole really thing they're really good at it. They're really good at it. So, you know, I'm not too surprised and you know, this is happening. I think we, they announced this the same day that some of the SEC uh, lawsuits came down, you know, undeterred. There's, they know there's silly people out there ready to do this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and I believe that they are, yeah, they are actually soul. Yeah, they're soul bound tokens. Yeah, you can't transfer these. So make sure you get them in the wallet you want to keep it in forever.
0: No risk there whatsoever. Like I genuinely. Oh mean, yeah, I, I guess I don't. I don't understand soul bound tokens for this purpose. Actually, mm-hmm. I understand soul bound tokens as identity membership log in potentially. But for asset, it deeply concerns me because of it deeply concerning me. One wallet versus like, oh, I want to put it in my uh, ledger. Here's my hot wallet that I interact with. And then here is my, you know, uh, air gap storage. And suddenly you can't move it around. Now, who knows, maybe it lets you mint other pieces that then give you that type of access. But this just seems like more of a point of branding than of functionality, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would be concerned. so Well, for a number of reasons, I guess. I mean, security of not being able to move a valuable asset somewhere else would be. Yeah, that would definitely be, be a problem for me. Um, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily want to move things regularly, but I do want to have that option that is part of the owning your own asset. That I, that I like about this uh you ecosystem. Yeah,
0: the other thing is, is it's all but guaranteed that as soon as you've purchased it, it's worth zero because you can't transfer it. So yeah, then you're I mean, completely you reliant on the, you know, treasure chest of what comes in it. That mm-hmm. said, it's interesting how to see like what might... <laughs> <laughs> I love I love go in for two. Just... You know they're soulbound. What? It's <laughs> the the person who's definitely going to get two of them. Yeah, right. Two treasure chests are better than one. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Have we taught you nothing? You buy two, so you flip one. Oh, no. Oh, it's sick.
1: soul bound. Yeah, I guess cool. uh, they can't go under floor, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's locked. Can't go under floor. Can't go over. <laughs>
0: Maybe you could just... sneer. Yeah no
1: <laughs> all right so speaking of soul tokens there's another use case here and this is for the most let's see the most valuable penguin of course going out to someone from the pudgy penguin community this is a soulbound token meaning you know to me in this case it seems to make sense that you can't transfer it so that somebody else can't all of a sudden become the most valuable penguin for not having you know without having done anything Presumably, it is uh, awarded to someone that has done something for the community. Um, you know, you still have the the issue of if that wallet becomes compromised, you can remove it. If the watching of it does, um, if, you, I mean, if you if you were to give you access to something, you'd have to use that wallet. Uh, you know, I can see. But at the same time, I don't see this, the issues here. There's not that inherent value. There's not that you're not actually costing $41,000 worth of fee to a contract get this back or about to, to, a, um, to get this back. If you know, you're earning right. this, this makes a lot more sense. I'd be much more comfortable having a, a sold bound token that was occurring <laughs> in this manner than one that I uh, spent $41,000 on in my wallet.
0: Well, that's the use case, right? As a gamified badge or achievement that frankly has value to you and sort of gives you credit in that community as like NOG member or super active member. And that kind of thing makes a whole bunch of sense to me. You know, there's already so, I I was almost thinking, I was like, oh man, what if you like you move on from the project, but this thing's just like following you around, you know, you can always hide it. And if that's the case, my, my wallet has already taken on so much spam junk that, it like doesn't matter anymore. It just matters as how I want to represent it. But like, I collect a lot of NFTs for a guy who hasn't bought an NFT for a little while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is always that problem with sending yes. you tokens. If it is, it you know it would be hard to just like keep it completely clean um, from those. Tokens. Oh, here's but a question: maybe- Where do
0: we point three A NFT eat at? Like, where does that go right now? Is that you or? A dead wallet. Yeah. No, I've got, I've got that wallet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So sure when not. we get all that, all that fan, all that fan love, all you right, know, you know, all the sponsorship,
1: those the sponsors that ship money, that all goes right go to three
0: A. I should double yeah. check what's going. On. You know what I love about <laughs> this though, like all jokes well, never all jokes aside. However, you could go on and look at the historical transactions. You can literally say like, oh, wait a minute, business partner, like I see what's going on 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 chain versus like not so use case um nft podcasts that get <laughs> nft send to them for tracking not a good use case
1: maybe not. no nope. all right and we've got to check in once once again every week on it seems now that um and fees and we've got so new new technology uh development here so recursive descriptions basically uh, extending upon the uh, the four megabyte data limit that was um, that was inherent on the, the Bitcoin NFT uh, ordinals. Um, now mm-hmm. they can be linked so that you can have more than one um, ordinal essentially creating one single NFT. Uh, these it's are recursive so, so that yeah, they can get beyond that uh, storage limit. So. It's interesting to see if there are continually new developments in that uh, Bitcoin light ecosystem, uh, you know, and it's, you know, it's one that I'm monitoring, as I keep saying, and, you know, I, I'm impressed that there is so much interest and in innovation there.
0: Yeah, looking at it, kind of interesting stats, looking at Bitcoin on CryptoSlam, and I assume now on Bitcoin that captures ordinals and all derivations on top of it for NFT trading on the Bitcoin network essentially over the last 30 days has done about, call it 125 million in sales. What's more interesting, and that's it's down actually about 13%, 30 days, 30 days prior. What's interesting though, is the number of buyers has 5X'd. So the number, as I understand, of unique wallets, has risen to thirty two thousand, um, and that that is interesting. That means like the the ridiculous you know price game may be like slowing down, but the participants are increasing now that there are, you know, smarter marketplaces beyond just like hey, you send me this and I'll send you this, and you're like, I'm mm, all yeah.
1: send it back. Oh
0: if you don't, yeah, hundred percent. And we'll meet up in a coffee shop in Dubai. Yeah
1: nothing.
0: Nope. Uh, but that's, that's a big, that's a big shit. 30
1: days to go up uh, 5x um, in buyers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's something that we had talked about previously was the, the small number of buyers. So, you know, to see that changing, I think is is meaningful. You know, it's something that, uh, uh, uh to look, it's harder to game those, they can be, you know, those numbers can be gained somewhat, but I think it's harder than the volume numbers that, that are pretty, oh yeah. to, uh, to game with some wash trading yeah
0: all right i don't think we have an affordable project although i will say i've been sort of slowly watching the the v friends now that the conference is over uh on um i had to do a quick check on openc what do we have uh because i think over time there'll be like a, a bit more of a lull and i think gary v is just never gonna stop and so it's the floor price continues to to drop down because a lot of the value proposition was early on the, uh, the conference attendance, which, you know, as it happens, he ended up just opening up so you could just buy a ticket. And there's essentially only one, uh, one conference left. So there's like usually this like sort of immediate drop in, in that aftermath and it's trading up at 1.7 E so not affordable, but if it, if it continues to sort of, drop down i'm i'm watching it and i guess when we get underneath that's that's the affordable territory so i've been i've been watching the original v friends
1: interesting interesting i think we should do an episode soon on some uh the big name collections and, and maybe what they where they are right now i was looking at oh, some yeah. floor prices recently and i was surprised by some of the action both up and down in various collections so it might be fun to look at
0: yeah, all right, we'll put that in. We'll see what the audience says. We'll
1: see. I'm assuming I get the audio right. Who knows Yeah. if yeah, you yeah. deserve it. <laughs> I was just going to blame it on our, uh, that uh, production in you know? Oh,
0: God, we got to fire that human being. They're just no good at all. I uh, just can't get good help, Andrew. All righty. Pawn shops. What are they good for? Absolutely everything. Is this oh, the man. killer use case? Four NFTs, finally a little IRL. So you've got a story that was too good for just leaving alone in the news because we have so much to riff on. But maybe, maybe you can set it up. Maybe you can set it up for us. What, what got you excited about the pawn shop game? And so this is one I've been thinking about
1: already. So this is so. What happened here was somebody took a let's see fourteen thousand five hundred dollars loan on two Rolexes. They're paying twelve percent APR on these um and what they did was they sent them in where they're being held by let's see the company uh, but anyway they sent them in where they're being held essentially in escrow then these nfts have been issued they can be redeemed at any point by the nft holder and be any holder it doesn't have to be the person that took that loan so this person has those nfts they'll get the loan on chain if they don't uh, repay that loan the holder of the NFTs can then redeem them uh, for, uh, for the original watches. Uh, so this is from the, they're sort of 4k protocol. I'm not familiar with this, but a uh, very cool idea. Um, so this makes it so that really any, any real world asset with value could theoretically be sent to this 4k protocol. You get an NFT back, you mm-hmm. can then trade with it. You can take loans on it. You can sell it, spend really enter this, I mean, enter into the, the uh, crypto ecosystem from a new, completely new means rather than going through, you know, depositing the USD um, into, you know, from your bank to buy ETH to then buy an NFT. This is actually creating the NFT that, you know, you know, these are these are the things that have value Rolexes, you and there is a, a market for these. Um, So, you know, I find this extremely interesting and, you know, I think we're just looking at the beginning of of what could be a big onboarding uh, uh, method here.
0: Yeah. So it's the arcade.xyz platform protocol.
1: Yes, for the the, the trading of the NFT, right? Right. Uh, And that's like,
0: I think they're also the sort of like broker. So if I like want to borrow and and go about it, I can do that. Um, You know, they have already like nfts in the platform so we've already talked about the nft like loaning and there's a lot of people that lose a lot of money very 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 fast uh there was an article i was reading recently where somebody who you know made a bunch on a meme coin and then turned around and got bored apes and then like took out a loan on those bored apes went about gambling again with it lost it lost the apes and went back to zero very very quickly um but um with this my mind immediately goes to the fact that, you know, if you have a way for getting out of the pawn shop ecosystem and saying like, hey, you know, you basically have a market of one. Like you walk in with a Rolex to a pawn shop, you are dealing with a market of one, which is the pawn shop being like, this is how much this is worth. And I'm the only person in this area willing to do that kind of business for you. And here are the rates you get. And if you don't like it, you can go take a walk. This just opens up the number of lunatics willing to give you a loan for your assets. And guess what? When you wander onto the internet, there's a bunch of us. <laughs> it's like okay, this has, you know, a frankly, uh, an established value, like a Rolex is worth, assuming they can, like verify it uh, a real amount. And so, as I understand it, like they are getting the physical asset and holding it and then issuing an nFT, right? and so you have this sort of ability to say like no this is a real asset and it's held there and here's the nft but custody speaking right is held by the other party the other institution right that is the provisioning the the marketplace for this do i have that right Yeah. you do you have the the mechanics you have of to right? send it to an escrow company right you yeah, literally exactly. say here's this watch off yeah. to an escrow company validated and then you get an NFT, which shows the ownership,
1: and then you can go on to the marketplace. Right, right, exactly. So, so I think this is actually, I, think, I know we've seen uh, StockX play with this idea in the past. They this is a, a marketplace verifies assets. They started with big tech shoes. Uh, they deal with a lot of other collectibles. Now, what they do is that you can list something on their marketplace someone buys it. You have to actually send it to them for verification before it goes on. They've also played with the idea yeah. of storing, you know, maybe they have the, you know, an original Jordan 2 or whatever, and they'll store it there. You can then, then they've sold NFTs, maybe even fractionalize that. So there's five of them. But then if you actually had all of them, you could directly send that in and redeem it for the original NFT. Um, so I, I've been kind of waiting for this idea to, to uh, for them to run with that idea a little bit more, because it does seem like it's so close to what they're doing already. And, um, uh, very, very in line with that with basically you don't have to trade the physical asset. You just know that somebody else has verified it and it's ticket here. This NFC is good for, for redemption uh, for that, that original yeah. item. I mean, it, it, this is huge in that you can enter these, these items into the DeFi ecosystem and these are, and these are assets that really didn't have, there was really no way to, to, to leverage these to, um, I'm not saying that the leveraging isn't necessarily the best thing, but it, you know, oh, is a great idea. Access. This is
0: definitely financial hey, advice. <laughs> hey,
1: but it is ways way to bring assets in here that where, I mean, these are weren't these the things that you could go to a bait and get a loan on. And, you know, there are people that have just insane watch collect, insane you know, seeker collections, you know, and handbag collections, whatever they may be. And there's no, there's nobody that's wanting to give you a loan on these. There's no way to, to fully, uh, realize the value without trying to uh, just sell those and even in that case there's often not a great there are marketplaces for these it's i would say that it's there there um there are disparate marketplaces and it's not very apparent what the what sales are like for for items across multiple marketplaces where you know i think that this could uh, open that up a bit
0: yeah and like i just want to put this in context to just show that like the adage that, like your margin is my opportunity here, just like I know very little about pawn shops prior to this podcast. As it happened, I was like, well, if I'm going to talk about it, I'm kind of curious. So just as a guess, Andrew,, uh, what do you think the the monthly interest rate standard for a pawn shop is? Like, what would you peg it at like per month uh. uh So according to rocketloans.com for, you know, whatever reputation that gives you, uh, it's 20 to 25%, which is like roughly 200% APR. This transaction, this transaction that we just talked about, right? So we're saying there was 1.8% or 12% APR. I mean, that's a a world, that's a world difference. And it's the same, like, you know, that's a physical asset,
1: right? There are people that are willing to do this. It's, you know, and and it's just, you couldn't really get to people in, you couldn't get to a marketplace that was ready to make loans like this without, I don't know, maybe driving around to a whole bunch of different places, asking them what they would, what they would do, you know, and and you're not going to get it better. You're not going to get people outfitting each other. I mean, when you think, think about it compared to a Punch off. I mean, this is insanely more efficient for the owner, for the the asset holder.
0: Yeah, but the other financial vehicles that opened up is like, I mean, what is a mortgage backed security other than we're rolling up a bunch of people that prom- that basically put up their house and says, "I'm going to pay this much," and here's the rate. Like, I could create a Rolex backed security. Being like anybody who pawns their Rolex, I believe in the long term value of Rolexes. There's only this many. This is how. Like, and that, that you know. That is now allowed. And, uh, you know, finally, I think this is a, a whole new financial market that opens up. You get fair rates, you get security and trust involved. Uh, of course, there's risk in sort of holding, as we've talked about, that NFT in your wallet. But people will get better at doing that. Uh, I think there's, you know, tremendous efficiency there. But there's, like, the ability to make money and kill the margin of predatory pawn shops. Uh, so, and Integration of DeFi on top of that, suddenly you can you see a lot of money moving around on this, uh, on this front. Um, I still think we should be moving toward a horsebacked society and economy, but that's for a later point. And here's the other hook. Watch what I do with this. There's a chance because I feel like if we're talking about ownership, Onies.eth, if you're out there and interested, I'm big on uh I'm big on Onies.eth, which I think plays well for for potential pawn shop. Any excuse to pitch Onis.eth I have to take advantage of. I got to push this thing, man. And I think the pawn shop thing is like, oh, Onis, come on. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if it hasn't taken off quite yet, but I think uh, the next bull run is when Onis will take off. So,
0: oh, it's there.
1: It <laughs> I'm willing to part with it for a
0: ridiculous, uh, for a princely sum. Uh, yeah. Anything else on this? I think this is a you know this is one of those things that like are being built in the down market and are going to have huge upside uh, to do that. All right, I think uh, that's. I mean, that's all the the riffing I have on uh, on pawn shops and the the NFT opportunity. We'll we'll watch it further. At, uh, I mean, if you run a pawn shop, maybe there's an arbitrage opportunity to. To escrow, some of your stuff that sits on a shelf, maybe, right? Like, think about that dormant inventory not earning you anything. Like, what if, you know, what if it did?
1: Although you're, you yeah. know, we'd, we'd see. Sounds like a recipe for, for trouble. Oh, you, know you mean like leveraging your already
0: leveraged asset? Oh, I could go wrong. That's fine. Because I, look, I want to be clear. I have studied the pawn shop industry for like 27 minutes straight. I'm kind of an internet expert on this thing. Add to that my knowledge uh, or lack thereof of the volatility of NFTs. I say you run with this idea. (laughs) I've got minutes of research. All right. That's what I got. You have anything else?
1: No, nothing else. Uh, You know, I'm just going to go start going through my things and figure out what I'm going to (laughs) send.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute, I already have that monkey shoulder, right? I got that <laughs> NFT the monkey shoulder. I could go in and uh just try to lever lever up. That's right. <laughs> uh, thanks for that by the way. You have any uh, NFT conferences coming up or are you are you quiet this summer?
1: Uh no, no NFT conferences this summer in my in my plans at this point. Um you know, we'll see, maybe something will pop up around, around San Francisco, you know, that that'd be that'd be nice. That'd be convenient instead of
0: going to New York. I would go to that, actually. Um, would you? Wow. you? <laughs> get yeah. I'd make the long trek. Um, all right. Well, leave us a review or don't. Uh, we actually put this on YouTube. Uh, maybe. Probably. We'll see how it went. And so if uh, if you feel like it, uh, let us know what you think, as long as it's mean uh, and mean-spirited. I think that's important for YouTube. So, <laughs> Yeah. Like lots of misspellings as well. If it's not in all caps, I'm not reading it, frankly, because you didn't put in the work. Alrighty, see you out there. All right. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com. In our show notes, again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.